0: Hello, everybody. This week, I have with me the beautiful Paulette Rigo, who is the founder of the Divorce Academy. She is, like me, a divorce coach. She's also an author, speaker. She has her own podcast, Thriving in Chaos. And I just want to welcome her and hear all about her life story. So
1: hello, Paulette. Hi, Olga. such a pleasure to be here. Thank you for asking me. I'm so
0: excited to hear. Tell us about all your chapters. We were just talking before we started recording about the last few chapters of your life, but there's been
1: more, so please let us know. Okay, well, I guess the best place to start is the beginning, right? My family, uh, the names are Paul, Pauline, Paul, Paulette, Pauline, Paula, Paulette. If you could see Olga's face right now, right, that's about what you should do, right? That's how I'm gonna start my journey. So I grew up in a family where that was the norm and it seemed perfectly normal that we all had the same name. Uh, I, I can't even believe how many times people would react the same way, like, wait, your names are all the same? So and what made it particularly interesting is that I'm a junior. I was named after my mother but not really by choice. Um, we ran out of names, right? So there's only so many names when you keep repeating the names. So I was pretty much the carbon copy and uh, uh, it, would, it was been determined when I, when I was a little girl that I would be the, you know, the carbon copy of my mom. And my mom was a very well-known performing arts ballet teacher in the Boston area growing up when I was little. And not, did I, not that I did not love the color pink and sequins and rhinestones and tutus and chasse, pas de bourrée, glissade, pas for the all you ballet people out there. But dance was never really my passion. You know, It it was something that I did because it was fun and it was what my mother did and my sisters did and my friends did. And, you know, I was a little kid and it just seemed like the right thing to do. But there was a part of me that said, yeah, this isn't really what I want. This isn't really me. It felt like I was kind of brushing my teeth with someone else's toothbrush. Like it just felt icky. It didn't feel like home. So, you know, by the time I was 15, 16, 17, 18, and that that question comes up, Olga, right? Of, well, what are you going to be when you grow up? I wanted to be Jane Polly and I don't know if you know who Jane Pauly is, but she was a very integral uh, leader in the women's um, journalism world back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. She was one of the first uh, women hosts of the Today Show back in the NBC Today Show, which is still on the air, very well-known Today Show. Uh, It's changed formats, but it used to be like Barbara Walters and then she would only come and do specials. And then it was Jane Polly. Um, and then I forget her name. Um, um, it'll come to me. But so when I was a little girl, um, I just looked up to her and I thought, Oh, she's smart. She's beautiful. She's funny. She knows what's going on in the world and she just seems so poised. And I really loved her as a role model. So what did I do? But I went to college for journalism. And let's just say that didn't go over too well in the uh, ballet household I grew up in, because of course I was supposed to have taken over the, you know, uh, the tradition of this very well-known dance ballet studio. And so, you know, my my father was an intellectual. He went to Tufts University and uh, Boston Latin School. So he was like, "No, you need to go to college. That's what you know all fine young ladies do." And so I went to college and. Uh, My grandmother was also a very good role model for me as far as being an entrepreneur. So like I thought nothing of just sort of, you know, taking a lead and and wanting to have a career. So, but when I was a sophomore, the phone rang and my mother had a habit of um, uh, calling and asking for a request. And it usually started with a sentence that sounded like, would you be good enough to teach Blah 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 or do whatever, which meant that if you said no, then you weren't good enough. Right. So if if I say, Olga, would you be good enough to get me some water? And you're like, no, that you know, or yeah, this, it's you see how you're already being set up for failure. So if you say yes, then dot dot dot. If you say no, then dot dot dot. So naturally, what did I do but say sure? Well, um, not that I didn't enjoy some of it, but again, it was going back to that story of like, how did I get here? I didn't want this life, but it was already kind of made for me. So here's the story. But 20 years later, I was still there teaching dance, co-directing, helping my mother manage and run this rather well-known studio. And being of a a grandmother and a mother that were entrepreneurs, I never did anything halfway. So I put my heart and soul into it and help her grow this business from about 100, 150 students to well over a thousand with several locations. And it was something I finally did go, hey, if I'm going to do this, I might as well do it, right? Put my heart and soul into it and do it right. But I still felt like, hmm, yeah, this isn't me. But it was the thing that gave me the, um, you know, courage when I learned that, uh-oh, if I don't make a change in my life now, I will be here forever. I will be wearing that rhinestone tiara and that pink tulle to tutu and the pink tights until I'm 50, 60, 70 plus, like my mother, God rest her soul, but she passed away uh, last year and a half. And she was still teaching dance up until 90 and not granted she wasn't wearing pink tights anymore, but you know, there's something about growing old graciously Um, and some people do it well and some people don't. And I always say to go out on top, You know, like there's, when you hang on too long and you just realize like, yeah, I just, I still wanted to be able to dance when I retired from the dance world. So that was a decision that finally at the age of 37, I said, I did my 20 years. I'm done. No disrespect. Thank you. Thank you for all that you taught me, mom. Entrepreneurial ship, dance, poise, et cetera, et cetera. But this is not my gig. I don't like this. I'm done. And let's just say she got a little bit angry, a little upset. Um, well, you know, grandiose uh, narcissists don't particularly like to be um, uh, criticized or um, called out on, like, listen, I didn't make this decision. You made it for me, but I, with all due respect, have to leave. So I ended up leaving the, the job um, when I was 37 and I'd been there 20 years but it really was the impetus for giving me the courage for the next chapter. When I was 17, I met a very charming young man. And um, at 22, uh, 23 that summer, uh, married him. And I realized um, that I soon thereafter that I didn't marry a man. I married a family. And 20 years later, living in a very... um, challenging um traditional somewhat controlling italian type family that i needed to get out of this marriage it was a mistake that um i had made uh too young not really sure what i was getting myself into uh and realized oh my there's so much here but how did i get myself into this situation sound familiar right here i was in the repeating the story of like Wait, the job, the marriage, what's next? So, the courage that I got from quitting the job gave me the courage to file for divorce. And I learned that I didn't marry a man, I married a family, and I wasn't divorcing a man, I was divorcing a family. It was a challenge uh, at the get go. Uh, It was supposed to be amicable, mediated, but as soon as the financials didn't get filled out and there was a lot of delay tactics, um, and of course the lawyers took over, then voila, watch out, right? You and I know that story well. But I am unfortunately, and this is not bragging, it's just the experience and what propelled me to do much of the work I do now, is uh, I I was the 1% that endured an eight and a half year fully litigated divorce trial all the way to the Massachusetts Supreme Appellate Court. I grew up in the Boston area. So uh, from that ex- experience, it was a 12-day trial that took place over nine months because a lot of people think that a trial is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, ain't wrong you're nope <laughs> it's like september see you in november two days in january and you know if you're lucky so and imagine the the animosity that occurs between a trial with the family and the dynamics and the sua sponte orders the gatekeepers the depositions the affidavits the uh Uh, confidentiality agreements, the, uh, you know, you get the idea. It was incredibly complex, long, and uh, um, something that I wouldn't wish on anyone. So, but in the meantime, uh, when I did finally get the courage to leave the dance world behind, and again, I never left the dance world. You know, I love a lot about dancing, When I hear a song, Olga, I'm getting up and dancing. Like hell or high water, I don't give a damn where I am. I will do time steps, uh, buffaloes, and drawbacks, which are tap steps in a grocery store aisle. I'll do grand jetés and, you know, anywhere. To me, a bowling alley was an excuse to like do chine turns. So like, I love dance, but the dance world, oh my. You know, there's a lot to be said about that dance studio show, and that don't digress on me too much, Paulette, but there's an incredible sense of competition, intensity, and the show must go on and break a leg and never let them see you sweat. And I just didn't want to live with that fake feeling of not being authentic anymore. Like, you know, like I felt like I couldn't take the mask off and I always had to smile and grin and bear it and chin up. And, and I didn't, I was so sick and tired of feeling like I had to be on show and, um, you know, waiting for the curtain call. So when I finally left that, I became a birth doula, a macrobiotic cook, a yoga teacher, trainer, trainer. I created my own curriculum and formed my own yoga school and trained yoga practitioners to become teachers and trainers and open studios. I became an ayurvedic consultant. And all of those skills really gave me a complete different awareness of a different world from theater acting, drama, that world, to one of much more of self-study philosophy and introspection. And there's a difference between fitness and wellness. There's a difference between looking good and feeling good. And I, I was able to bridge those two worlds into a place where I felt like I could be me. And it felt good and it felt raw and it felt authentic. And it was contagious. So um, from there, I was recruited um, to go to Belize to open a 2,600 square foot aerial yoga studio spa retreat center for a curio collection by Hilton Hotel. And then I felt like, ooh, I'm putting together those different aspects of entrepreneurship, studio ownership teaching, training, Ayurveda, spa, wellness, and a a little bit of fitness sprinkled in, sun and uh, adventure. But I also realized because my case became so well known uh, because of its duration. I mean, who goes through eight and a half years of divorce and appellant process? That's a very unique journey I learned. I thought it was totally normal. I mean, Olga, I didn't realize that everybody didn't go through divorce like me. I was like, wait a minute. You mean there's an option here? Oh, hello. Why didn't I sign up for that camp? Like, what did I, what are you kidding me? But when you're up against the that patriarchal family of, oh, no, 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 no. You will not be in control of this process. We will. That's just what you that what you get so I learned a lot more than I care to and hundreds of people particularly women although some men too reached out to me for help and the conversations went something like oh my god you're still married how come this is taking so long um I my husband filed for divorce and my wife can you help me like if if you can get through it anyone can so they would say will you help me and say yeah sure come on over let's talk. So a few months went by and before I realized I was now no longer coaching yoga wellness birthing etc I was coaching divorce and relationships, marriage, dating, re- remarriage. And because 70% of divorce is filed by women and a large percentage of people that go to yoga teacher trainings really just want to reevaluate their life and their marriages. And they're coming to YTT for divorce coaching. They just haven't admitted it to themselves yet. And all of a sudden it fell in my lap. So I called my attorney and I said, wait. Should I go to law school? And he said, you know, Paulette, you'd be one hell of a litigator. You should consider it. And I think I swore at him and said, blank, no. But I said, well, what do I do? He said, well, have you considered becoming a mediator and a certified divorce coach? And I said to him, and I kid, I kid you not, what the hell is that? So I had no freaking idea because of what I'd gone through. I didn't know. I was just coping. I just needed to get through the day. You know, the estrangement and the alienation and the tactics that I just, uh, you know, I didn't know what a sui order was. I had no idea what all these things were. I learned a lot of Latin. I knew I should have brushed up on my Latin from college and high school, right? So anyway, long story short, I um founded Better Divorce Academy, wrote Better Divorce Blueprint. It's a 300-page book, a 198-page workbook, a 52-deck of inspirational cards, an online course. And I'm a member of more professional organizations that I care to admit. I spend all of my time helping couples either save marriages. I'm proud to say I actually have saved some marriages worked with annulments, mediations, both amicable and adversarial, collaborations, arbitrations, and, of course, litigations. Uh, It's a matter of being the web that keeps the uh, decision-making going smoothly, helping people stay in control, to divorce with dignity, try to stay out of court, and create the next chapter of their life that they really deserve, And desire. And because so many women lose child support and alimony, and they have no plan B, let alone C, D, E, F, or G, they really need support and help creating a viable, sustainable business for them to be able to support themselves and their children. So between the contemplation stage which for some, you know, I mentioned 70% of divorces filed by women and the average amount of time that women have that internal conversation with themselves before they even have the courage to say a word to anyone even their hairdresser is 2 years. And that's such a long time. And by the way, that's the average amount of time. (gasps) I think it was more like eight to 10 for me. I don't know about you, anyone raising their hand, but... It's that's when the bad choices come in. That's where the misbehavior comes in, the coping mechanism, the what am I going to do to get through the damn day, whether it's popping pills, drinking, having affairs, spending money, acting like an idiot, yelling at your kids. It's it's all coping mechanisms to avoid the, the elephant in the room, right? So because of that, I... Named it Better Divorce Academy because it's an acronym for before, during, and after. The div- during stage is also the one in which so many people—they're uh, done with the contemplation, or their spouse has said to them, "Listen, we got to talk. I want a divorce," and they're they're hit back upside the head with the shocking news of, "What do you mean you want a divorce?" There's that lack of preparation, resources, and just utter confusion, right? Of not knowing what to do, but in the middle, they really just want to throw in the towel. They trust their spouse is going to do the right thing. They don't. They don't use social media and texting appropriately. Uh, it, it. The finances get blown to smithereens, and uh, this is where that that um, meat of the, the process really can get um, derailed. And then on the backside, after the papers are drawn, the eyes are dotted, the Ts are crossed. It's now what should I change my name? Dating, what the hell does that look like? What am I gonna do for a job? And where am I gonna live? You know, I never mind the um, the marital home. So I do work with a large team of experts and I do see myself a little bit as a unicorn because I do have that very woo-woo. I'm a birth doula for God's sake, right? I mean, if people don't know what that is, it's sort of like a, a midwife coach. I, I don't deliver babies, but I might as well. You know, you're really there with you know, bodily fluids and the whole process. So I'm a birth doula and all yoga and I can hang out with the woo-woo. Of of the woo-wooest people, and I can speak the language. I've read the Bhagavad Gita, the Upanishads. Like I understand neurolinguistic programming, and I, I hang out with the GALS and the parenting coordinators, and the the therapists, and the coaches, and the counselors. But. I also can speak language of the lawyers and the fiduciaries and the CDLPs. My husband actually is a certified divorce lending professional. So I hear mortgage talk all day long, real estate, mortgage, finances, the house, the law. So I can bridge those two worlds between the woo-woo of the woo-woo and a navy blue suit with the attache case, the pearls, and, and the lawyers. So It's a unique journey. I did not choose this. I was perfectly happy uh, hanging upside down from a piece of fabric in my um, aerial (laughs) yoga hammock and and teaching. Um, So yeah, it's a culmination of my early journey of allowing other people to make my decisions for me because if they didn't work out, I wasn't to blame. And stepping into my power, my knowledge, my wisdom, and dare I say my genius zone of being able to help couples, families, and individuals divorce with dignity and move on with uh, the next chapter.
0: Whoa, Paulette, you've seen me on the camera. For those of you who can't see this because you're listening to the podcast, we actually record this in Zoom. So I am nodding my head nonstop because I am mirroring everything that you're saying. The reasons why I went into divorce coaching exact same my divorce was a different story but I always say it doesn't matter how you get there what we all find I feel the people that are divorce coaches mediators the people that are trying to change the paradigm of divorces we find ourselves in a position where we said how the f is this so complicated it doesn't (laughs) need to be yes there are many variables and that's what you were explaining there is the emotional there is the spiritual there is the logistical side but it doesn't have to be such a dark place where ignorance is going to cost you more than anything. This is the one subject in your life where you do not want to be ignorant, but then asking the questions to your lawyer may not give you the answers. And that's another whole realm of why do we need to come in? Why do you need a divorce coach and a lawyer? I used to be from the position of a divorce coach can do everything. I'm like, well, let's also get your legal rights, make sure that you are covered. It's very important to understand this is one of the most challenging transitions of your life. It's paramount that you know what the hell you're doing. And I tend to equate it to being drunk and being asked to drive home. Very difficult thing to do. So just get somebody that is gonna drive you home take you there and then be like, okay, so these are your options. So I loved everything that you described. I cracked up when you said about the yoga teacher training, because looking back, and I've always said it, that was the moment when I spoke the words, my marriage has ended. It was during my yoga teacher training, which I remember doing and saying, I don't ever want to be a yoga teacher. What am I doing? But somehow there I was doing my six million hours of downward dog and meditation. And then on the last day of the retreat, during the meditation, the words came to me. And I remember crying and saying, this message is not for me. It must be for the person next to me. My marriage is not ended, but my marriage had been ended and I just needed to make peace with it. So I was cracking up when you said, all those people that go to yoga teacher trainings, we are so afraid to face that reality. We are so much happier staying in our Unhappy place, and we can do drugs, alcohol, shopping, social media, whatever distraction is needed, and it's socially acceptable to do, just so we don't have to take this other, more difficult road. And I don't like to call it the painful road. It's only painful if you choose to. I, I I equate it as well as giving birth. You can either have the epidural or not. Both fantastic options. I did my first child without the epidural because they didn't have it available in Hawaii. And then I had my second child with the epidural and I was like, what the hell? Why didn't I get this the first time around? So to me, getting a divorce coach is getting that epidural. It's getting that helping hand, that knowledge, that knowing where you're going before you even know that you're going to hit that obstacle, that block. So I just loved, absolutely loved, Paulette, hearing you were two different women different missions, but kind of the same mission, you know, we're, we're hitting different markets, but trying to tell the story of, you have permission to live life on your own terms. So many of us did what you were describing about the first half of your life. which is do what we're supposed to do. And then at some point, our soul starts speaking to us and says, mm, maybe that's not what we wanna do. And we're here to facilitate that rite of passage that is divorce, that is saying, I love myself. I'm standing up for myself please help me and support me in this decision. So I absolutely loved your whole story, Paulette, your whole description of the whole process. And as much as I feel the pain that you had to go through the eight years of your own experience, we know that those are just our degrees, right? That's, we, we learn in the pain. So we're able to alchemize that pain into gold.
1: Well, it's the same amount of time that you go when you go get your master's, right? So right. you go four years undergrad, four years um, grad. And uh, so I have uh, an extra six months, maybe that's a, a PhD. A PhD. <laughs> I have my PhD in divorce, uh, not law, but divorce. It is a different thing. And you know, it's funny, I, I haven't done statistics but I'd like to do a little survey or a poll someday. I probably know, and this is no exaggeration, over a 1000 yoga teachers, just with my background and the networker that I am, I would love to send out a poll of um, yoga teacher trainers or schools and ask the percentage of graduates from yoga 200 hour yoga teacher trainers, uh, trainings, the percentage of how many of those graduates did in fact, get divorced during the training. I did a little bit of statistics on my own just over, and it was about 60%. They were either contemplating, relationship uh whether there was some what i call the a's affairs addictions alienation or uh estrangement that's an e but uh i forget the other one um uh, addictions uh, abuse excuse me so abuse and um they were just at that contemplation stage of like is am i am i you know feeling gaslit like Am I, is the, is the marriage okay? Or is it, am I crazy? You know, like, because you're self gaslighting when you start to feel like you question your own, like reality, not that somebody else is questioning it. You're just, it's all like, I don't know. And then There are those that are like, is smack dab in the middle of the divorce journey. And they're just trying to hold on. And the teacher training is their way of like, well, maybe I'll be a yoga teacher and this will be my new career. And I'm gonna meet new people. And I'm going to, um, you know, find my new tribe, my community. You know, that I see a lot of people come into it for that. But then I do see the people um, that are divorced and really are looking for healing and self-study and that sense of peace uh, restore, restoration, um, a rebalancing of the, the energy bodies, and a really reconnect to the physical body because they, the one thing that divorce does for most people is it disenchants you and disconnects you from the physical body. So you're already always living in the mental psychological emotional body and the physical body are kind of like floating out in different entities and yoga is the one thing that as yoga means to unite so we're we're bringing in and yoking them together and and just bringing those disenchanted parts of our bodies back together. And yeah, I don't mean to make light on it, but isn't it ironic that the amount of people, you know, I would always say like jokingly, look to your right, look to your left. One of you will get divorced by the end of this. And yeah, I mean, we're we're all going to be friends at the end of this eight, 10 month journey. So uh, yeah, but it was damn well true. I know it was for me. And um, yeah, it was incredibly uh, transformational because it's all about awareness Mm.
0: it is it is once you start like really tapping into what it is that you want then this whole paradigm of marriage and all the things that is supposed to provide you you go like is it really providing me with any of that and then you you start finding that strength within yourself that self-love that i don't need this so then it becomes very optional and then it's when same with me i will safe marriages if they don't need to end but i say if you come to me and it's ended then i am going to give you that permission that capacity to live to end this marriage in the most beautiful way but yeah there are people who are not ready for it it's everything is beautiful as long as we accept it to me the only place where there is pain is in the resistance that's where you're going to be suffering so whatever you're willing to accept whether it's affairs abuse, whatever it is, I'm never going to judge it. But you have to make peace with it. You have to live with it. If you tell me that you're taking three Xanax, a bottle of wine and something else to go to sleep, you are not accepting it. Maybe your intellect is trying to, your soul isn't. So that's when we're going to have to readjust. If we can live on that diet of alcohol, pills, and whatever else, fantastic but our our bodies are going to crack before we know it so let's let's find a more sustainable way so i just love how similar our stories are and now paulette before we go and i ask all my guests the next great chapter that you see in your life where where is that heading
1: Beautiful question. You know, uh, if you were to have asked me a few years ago, I would not have thought it would be that I'd be living in Atlanta, Georgia. I was living in the Caribbean and people think like, why did you leave the Caribbean? So uh, for many reasons and I still love it and I consider it my second home, but this does feel like home to me. But the next chapter right now is why I wrote the book because uh, Better Divorce Blueprint is I need to be able to, there's, I need more of me. I need to clone more of me. There needs to be more of us, Olga, right? Like people say, we need an army. army." So for every person divorcing, I believe there needs to be a divorce coach. I will not stop doing the work I do until every person who makes the decision to to leave a marriage gets a lawyer if needed or mediator if needed and a divorce coach. But my mission is that the first call is to a divorce coach. Of course, right. That's it.
0: Like, I don't want people to think any other way. Like, now people think about, I'm going to sell my house. I'll call a realtor. I'm going to organize my wedding. I'll call a wedding coordinator. I want it to be in the, and I see it in the very near future. I'm going to get a divorce. Let me call Paulette. Let me call Olga. Let me call whoever resonates with you. We all come on all different flavors and different accents and ages. Just choose whoever works for you, but please work with a divorce coach. I don't understand how people get fitness coaches to tell us how to do a freaking app. Hello. Just, you know, crunch your apps. But we (laughs) think twice about getting someone to navigate the most difficult transition of our lives.
1: It's true. And yeah, I didn't mean to, you know, say lawyer first, because I thought that that was the priority. That's usually the thinking and kudos to you for shifting that conversation. Yes. Just like I think every woman that gives birth deserves a doula. Mm-hmm. I des- every person that gets divorced deserves a divorce coach. It's We're really just there to Oh gosh, cheerlead, walk through the fire, hold your hand, mentor, expertly guide, prevent you from making stupid decisions, slowing you down when you need to slow down, speeding you up when you're procrastinating, and helping you really make smart choices. Uh, You know, I would have called it Best Divorce Academy if I could, but the only best divorce is you know, not to have one of course, but but it needs to be better. It needs to be an optimal experience. And so because of that, the next chapter is really to be uh, moving into more speaking, keynote speaking, summits, uh, uh, TED Talks, national conversations, uh, really being a voice, because I do have a background in journalism, going back to my desire, uh, to be be that advocate, that voice for the community, to raise the awareness of the validity of having a divorce coach and the power of that in each uh, marriage dissolving so that it is done wisely, it is done gracefully, and it is done better. So that's my own personal next step with the launch of the book and um, being able to reach more people, whether that's it's if they can't afford to work with me, they can because they can still do it through my book and my online course, and my workbook, even if they can't fly to Georgia and sit in my little crying chair, you know, 13 feet away from me, um, they can still work with me, because all they have to do, and it's, it can be digital, it can be private, um, I'm even going to create an app, it's uh, ready to go, so uh, it's it's a matter where just all of those resources are in one spot, it's important that everyone be able to have someone and people live you know, in a virtual world now, right? You're in Maui, I'm in Atlanta, but yet you and I are, you know, we know each other now. We, we, do, we wouldn't have not have had this opportunity had it not been for the shift of the virtual world we live in. So I'm also seeing the advantage, I'm able to help clients all over the world now instead of just my little bubble back up in Boston.
0: And you're already doing it. We connected through Clubhouse, which I used to be so reluctant to every new app and every social media freaking slavery that they get us into. And now I'm changing my mindset to, hey, these are simply speaker phones. We can spread our message further. And that's how we connected. I, the other day, I got an email from someone who heard me speaking on Clubhouse. And she was saying, I don't know what a coaching, she called me a coaching, I, I'm sorry, a divorce consultant. I don't know what that is, explain it to me. And I'm like, here we go, let's explain it. So we are already doing that work. And both you, myself, and so many coaches, we are creating every level, every single level in the pyramid to be able to have access to this. We understand oh. maybe one-on-one coaching is too expensive, too time-consuming. We create the online course, we create the membership, we create the app. I mean, apart from sleeping in your bed and whispering in your ear at night, these are the techniques, we're doing everything else. So no
1: excuses, please. <laughs> yeah, there's no excuses, Olga. You're so right. And I have to agree, you know, I've had a podcast for two and a half years and I have a background in TV and radio. Like I understand the power of audio. And um, when I was introduced to a clubhouse, which by the way was from one of my doula clients, Who knew, right? Sarah Sexton, shout out to you. Sarah sent me an invite back in December, January, uh, you know, join. I was like, what is this thing? Like, I had enough on my plate. I mean, I have so much shit on my plate, girl. I can't take one more grain of rice. So, but anyway, I graciously said, sure, love to, because that's just who I am. And uh, so I looked at it and uh, it's interesting. And I'm on Clubhouse uh, Divorce Club, all things divorce, Wednesdays at seven, Sundays at eight, every week with Alyssa Panitz. She's a divorce journalist. And uh, with my background of being a mediator and a certified divorce coach, because I also have that mediator hat. So I'm, I'm able to kind of work through that a little bit in a different point of view uh, from like reality testing. But like, if this were gonna go to court, like, how would this look? And then being able to bring it back to a coaching point of view. But seeing that, so she's got the journalism background. She's a news journalist and has her own personal divorce story. I'm a mediator, divorce coach, and have my own personal divorce journey. So yeah, we've been able to bring that together. And I release two podcasts a week. So I have releasing four Uh, viable pieces of content minimum per week. And of course, you know, guests being on podcasts like yourself and and, now hundreds of other uh, phenomenal venues, the more we're able to to spread the word of of hope and vision and transformation that divorce is not a failure. It is an opportunity to reinvent, recreate yourself and really create the next chapter of your life that is so much more glorious than you ever have imagined. So that is my next chapter. Um, I don't know um, if it's a page or a chapter, but it's definitely the next step and it's exciting. And I'm thrilled to be offering it.
0: I love it. And where do you see the world's next great chapter?
1: Oh my, that is such a loaded question now, isn't it? Especially in 2021. (laughs) I know. Um, I see a place where a community um, is one based on wanting to help one another. And I'm going to base that on the re- experience I've, I've had lately with Clubhouse. And I know it's an annoying app and more social media crap. And, you know, you're singing to the choir. I, you know, I'm, I'm not a big hero worship person. I'm not a big social media fanatic. Um, I, by no means do I feel like the word influencer ever falls into my, you know, wheelhouse. But I I do see the power in feeling Like you can manage any chaos in your life, any transformation, any weakness, any experience, any loss, Mm -hmm. and not feel alone because it is really terrifying to be able to to, to have to do that by yourself. You know, if I had had the community, the network, the resources, the friends, the authentic, real friends, not the high school, college, well, I have some great college friends I'm still friends with, but you know, those kind of like uh, fair weather friends, but the ones that are really there for you and, and broaden that and, and realize that you have at your fingertips the resources that you need to get everything, not so much by Google. But by being willing to put yourself out there, um, I'm hopeful that more of that will happen. I've seen it through the willingness of so many experts be able to give of their time, give of their expertise, and say, "I'm here to help. You're not alone. No matter what the topic, what the circumstances, let's get this get through this together."
0: Amazing, Paulette. If people want to reach to you, they want to continue learning from you and all your wisdom, what are the best places to find you?
1: Oh, it's so easy. It's just betterdivorceacademy.com. And I am on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, pin, not well, sort of Pinterest, not really. It's just a fun place where I look at cute things. Um, and Clubhouse, Wednesdays at seven and Sundays at eight, Eastern Standard. So I know you Hawaii people have to, you know, do the <laughs> minus six, but that's a, a yeah. Um, but yeah, um, you you got this. And um, reach out to me. Don't hesitate. I make myself very accessible. And uh, if you want a copy of the book, it's Better Divorce Blueprint.
0: I love okay. it. I'll put everything on the notes, and I do suggest to people get your invite for Clubhouse. I can give you one. I still have some, and then get into these rooms because you can ask people with as much experience as Paulette and all the experts that you bring, who are top notch. I go in there just to learn. I go like, oh, what's going on in all these days? Oh, and, and, and you can ask isn't just yeah. for speaking; it's for learning, learning. Correct. So I strongly suggest if you are thinking about divorce or any transition in life, just go in there and get your education. And then yes, go and check out Paulette's Better Divorce Academy and all her amazing work. Thank you so much for being with us this week. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. And and to everybody else, I will see you next week. Aloha. Thank you so much for listening and remember to subscribe and review my podcast because I just love hearing from you. You can also follow my journey on my Instagram account at Divorce for Love and join our Facebook group in the show notes. See you next week.